you. Uh, I just want to bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate all the love and the support. Like I said, it is an honor to share the word of God with you. And hey, Taylor, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you guys making a little bit of time to um, be edified and to be encouraged. So uh, it means a lot. It, it, it truly means a lot for me to share the word of God with you. And I'll tell you right now, sometimes it really isn't easy. But let's uh, go before the throne of God. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask for revelation knowledge. We ask by your spirit that you would open the eyes of our heart to understanding. Father, bless the reading of your word. Bless the understanding of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, and may it be applicable to our life. Help us to be equipped today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hi, everybody out there. I know uh, my friend Taylor has joined me, uh, his daughter. Uh, what a privilege to be in front of you, to speak with you. May God overtake you with his blessings. Let's um, recap just a little bit on last week. Um, and before we do that, I want to remind everybody uh, tomorrow, the, uh, I'm sorry, it's not the 23rd, it's the 21st. Tomorrow, the 22nd is uh, Sunday. We're going to go out uh, together uh, as Valor Ministries and we're going to feed the homeless. Uh, we're going to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And how many of you know that it's very important not only to believe in God and to believe in the gospel and what Jesus came to do, but it's also important that we go out and do what he did. Um, that is really the most important thing uh, in this life and in the world. It is to uh, have actions to our faith. So glory to God that we can go out and put ourselves aside and put our needs aside and give back to those that are less fortunate. If you uh, are interested in doing that, uh, please DM me and uh, I'll give you further details. Uh, I know that we do have also um, a... Uh, we have more things coming up, which I will uh, be uh, sharing with you. But listen, last week, uh, something very, very important. And this is really special to me, and I, it, it, and I pray that it impacts your life the way it's impacting mine. We learned in Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is basically telling us, listen, if you've been buried with Christ, he says, shall we continue to sin then? What does that mean to be buried in Christ? Well, we know that Jesus Christ came to the earth. He was filled, incarnated with God himself. And what Jesus did is he took our sins, all of the bad things that we do, the lying uh, that people do, the stealing, maybe the cheating, maybe some of the, the anger or the fits that we have, uh, maybe some of the words we use, um, a lot of uh, what what we do in our nature, uh, the bad things, the evil things, or the negative things, God calls sin. So when God saw that man was sinful, what God did is he sent his son, his precious son, his only son, uh, to, to take our place and pay the payment that man was supposed to pay. We were already enemies of God, we were against God because of our sin. We weren't walking in holiness. And Jesus restored us 
to have a relationship with the Father because he became sin for us. The Bible says that he became sin who knew no sin. He was perfect in all of his ways. And he came from his throne. See, Jesus was always in existence. He was always with the Father. But now he was born of the Virgin Mary. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And now he's walking in human nature amongst mankind. And he sees the sin of man. And he could have chose to go back to heaven and let man run himself into the ground and continue to be an enemy of God. But he laid his life down as a spotless lamb, helpless, sinless, perfect in all of his ways. He chose to take a humble route and honor the Father and lay his life down and be spit on and be persecuted and whipped and beaten and hung on that cross so that he would take the punishment of the sins of man. So the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6, he tells us, he says, shall we continue to sin? He says, that grace may abound. See, a lot of times people have used what God did for us as an excuse to sin, saying that God will always forgive me. God loves me. God sent his son to take my place. I don't, I don't really uh, have to uh, worry about sinning. And some people will go the other direction and say, uh, well, I got to really be super holy and make sure that I don't make any mistakes. You see, we can't walk with God without God. We cannot walk with God without him living inside of us. The Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But I want to get back to just a reflection real quick as I move forward. Paul says that if you were buried with Christ, meaning when Christ died, he died to sin. So let's understand that. When Jesus Christ died, he died to sin. He put sin in its place, death in its place, hell in its place. He put the devil in his place and he put the, the sins of that, that are in man in its place and he freed us, that's right, he freed us from sin so that we would live onto God and not onto our old nature in the flesh. Our thinking, our, our good morning, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. Um, thank you everybody for joining me. Listen, what we're, we're talking about, we're, we're recapping just real quick, that Paul, the apostle in Romans chapter 6, is reminding us that we should no longer walk in sin. Why? Because Jesus took our sin and he nailed it to that cross and he buried that sin, set us free from sin so we should no longer be slaves to it. So what I want to, I want to remind us here that not only that he took our sin, he, he took our, our, our shame and he took the power of sin away and it was crucified on that cross. But through his death and resurrection, we have come into the likeness uh, of, of a new man, okay? And I, I think it's really important that we understand this. It says here in Romans 6 verse 5, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certain, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. 
knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. I think it's really, really important here. In verse 4, it says, If we were buried through the, the baptism of his death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. I want to key into that right now. The Bible teaches me and you that we should walk in the newness of life, meaning the old words we used to say, we do away with. The old actions that we used to have in the world, the carnality, the ways of thinking and doing and being and having our way, uh, anything that is the sin nature, uh, hanging out with th- with people and doing things that doesn't glorify Jesus, speaking in a way that doesn't glorify Jesus, um, uh, anything that we say or do or have our our conduct, and like we used to in the old world, uh, Paul is reminding us to walk into the newness of life. But look in Romans chapter eight verses five through seven. It's very, very important here. In order for us to walk into the newness of this life, now we have Jesus Christ. Now uh, he's living inside of us. We've accepted what Jesus Christ did for us on that cross. We're born again. His spirit lives inside of us, but we don't have any new data inside. We All we know is who we used to be. So, Let's take a look at Romans chapter 8, verses 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things on the flesh. So when we speak negative, when we talk like the world, when we act like the world, and we're not glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, it's because we're setting our mind on things of the flesh. And as there's a comment from my brother Taylor, it says, and it's a battle every day. That is 100% true. Every single day that we wake up, the Bible says that we have a choice. We either put to death the sin nature or we let it live. We either set our minds on the things of the flesh or in verse 5, it says, but those who live according to the Spirit We set our minds on things of the Spirit. So we have a choice. Jesus Christ didn't come to the earth as God. And he didn't take our sin and our struggle and our nature away from us so that we would struggle every day. Even though it is a struggle, what he did is he empowered us by his Spirit. Where does his Spirit live? God's Spirit lives inside of us now. And the Bible tells us that we have been made free. And I, I, really, I really believe a lot of people don't understand the power of what I'm about to say again. Jesus Christ has set us free from sin. But if we don't renew our mind, set our minds on things of the Spirit, then we will always be at the level of the flesh. We will always be walking. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, for uh, joining me. I appreciate it. What I'm talking about is how Jesus, through what he did for us on the cross, has taken our sin nature. And I think a lot of times 
that there's good people, there's religious people, spiritual people, there's godly people, there's uh, Christian people who struggle with the same sin over and over and over, even though it's a battle, we find ourselves struggling with the same sin because we believe that the sin has more power than what Jesus Christ did for us. And I'll say it again. We believe sometimes our struggle and the sin and the things we go through, we believe that that our struggle and our sin has become more powerful in our life and in our walk with God than what Jesus Christ truly did for us on the cross. Listen, it's got to set us free because the Bible tells me that Jesus set us free. If we don't understand that we have been in the likeness of Jesus Christ's death, then me and you will always walk like we've always have. But the Bible tells me in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, for those that live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, now we're talking about trying to live into the newness of our new life in Christ. We can't live this new walk and this new life and existence with Jesus Christ if our minds are set on things of the flesh. Our minds have to be set on things of the Spirit. Now, I want, I, I, I want to, I pray that you're listening to every word that I'm going to say in the scripture here. In Romans chapter 8, verse 6, it says, For to be carnally minded is death. I need all of us to remember, all of us to walk in this newness of life. We all must encourage one another and remember the power of the scripture. That to be carnally minded, to be worldly minded, to be fleshly minded is keeping us here on the earth and the flesh and the level of the flesh and carnality. But it tells me that to be carnally minded is death. You don't want death. And I don't want death. I don't want death in my home. I don't want death at my job. I don't want death in my relationships. And I don't want death walking with God. I don't want the outcome of destruction. As long as I keep setting my mind on things of the natural, and I don't put my mind on, on things above, I don't set my mind on the things of the spirit, the things that please God, Every time I set my mind on something natural or being carnal, to be carnally minded, the Bible tells me it is death. But look at verse 7. It's the most powerful. Good morning, Rachel. Thanks for joining me. Um, look at Romans chapter 8, verse 7. It, it's, it blows me away every time. And I know that it's going to set us free today, even if we have to read it every single day. It's going to set us free every single day. Verse 7 of Romans chapter 8 says, Because the carnal mind is at war against God. I think we really need to take that to heart. That to be carnally minded, to be naturally minded, to be worldly minded, we are at war with God. Jesus didn't come and lay his life down on that cross 
set us free from sin, that we should no longer be slaves to sin so we could be struggling with it for the rest of our life. I don't believe that, and I don't believe that for you. I believe every time I've struggled with sin, it's because deep down inside, I find some type of pleasure there. I am not ready to crucify it with Christ and walk in the newness of life. Now, part of my conduct, I accept walking in the newness of life. Of course, I don't want to hit people anymore. Of course, I don't want to abuse people anymore. Of course, I don't want to live a life where I'm always at this close going to prison. Of course, you know, that works for me. But I might take a little bit of sin behind closed doors and I might allow that to continue to live. Now, what did I say? I might allow that to continue to live. Believer, listen, if we're going to going to please God, if we're going to rise up as kings and queens and soldiers for Jesus Christ, then we are to walk holy as he is holy. Jesus Christ didn't empower us and set us free so his spirit could live in us that we would struggle with sin every single day of our life. Now, the Bible says that if you say you do not sin, then you're a liar. Now listen, we all make mistakes, but I'm talking about practicing sin. I'm talking about allowing sin in our life. The Bible tells me in verse 7 of Romans chapter 8 that because the carnal mind is enmity, that means at war against God, it cannot be subject to the word of God, the law of God, nor can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So did Jesus Christ lay his life down so that we would remain in the flesh? Contrary. Jesus Christ laid his life down so that we would be filled with his spirit that has overcome the world. So that we would overcome every situation of carnality. Every situation of the worldly spirit and its way. A lot of times people would misconstrue this and say, well, oh, he's preaching that anything in your world you can overcome. Now, God just might be taking you through a path of a storm or some type of situation that he feels fit to build you, edify you, change you, shape you, transform you, strengthen you. I'm not preaching that. What I'm preaching is that Jesus Christ set us free from sin and to be carnally minded so that we would walk in the newness of life to be spiritually minded, pleasing our Lord and Savior. Listen, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Let's remember this as believers. That he said, Paul says, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God who, who you have, whom is from God, for you are not your own. Listen, if any of you are married out here, or if any of you have a significant other or a special relationship, you guys know what it means to not be your own anymore. You're not on the market anymore. You're not uh, a free agent anymore. You have truly placed a covenant or a, a contract or a commitment with that person. When we give up our life of sin and death, to Jesus Christ, we are no longer our own. We are not free, even though we have free will. 
we would be victorious in our walk with God if we would allow God to make every decision by his word. So in a marriage, I know that I'm not my own. I, I am now joined and I now belong to my wife. My wife, vice versa, belongs to me. But do we see that in our relationship with Jesus Christ? Do we see that we have been joined together in his death Do we see in our relationship with Jesus Christ the way we would look at a marriage? We are temples of the Holy Spirit of God whom you have from God. We are not our own in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Do we see that we are one with him, that we are no longer free to do what we want to do? As long as we continue to buy into that doctrine, as long as we continue to believe, well, I I struggle a little bit here, but I know I'm God's. Or I know that I'm looking at pornography that I shouldn't, but I'm still God's. Listen, you have a choice to crucify that sin that you may not be a slave to it. Jesus Christ did not come and set us free from sin and take our payment and punishment so that we would be struggling with sin for the rest of our life. Now, we do sin. We do make mistakes. But I'm talking about practicing sin and being a slave to sin. So we must rejoice that Jesus Christ has set us free. We're talking about who are we in Christ. We're no longer slaves to sin, but I want to be slaves to Christ. This world will take me out very quickly. I will run my fist through a wall or somebody very, very fast. I will say things that I do not mean very quickly. I will find myself in situations that I should not be in very quickly if I continue to set my mind on things of the flesh. If we are going to walk into the newness of life, this is who we are in Christ the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I believe, verse 17, that, that old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That if anybody is in Christ, right? It starts, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So this is who you are in Christ. You're a new creation. But why are we creating the same old things? We shouldn't be. We should no longer be set in our minds on things of the flesh. But I want to give you something before I leave today and we're going to continue on I'm just going to continue to get into the word of God on who we are in Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 37. I want to I want to bless you today with the reading of this of this scripture. It says, "Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us." Hallelujah. For I am persuaded That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, COVID, situations you may be in, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brothers and sisters, listeners, believers, 
We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus who loved us. Let us continue to live a life of victory. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord, our Lord. He did not come to this earth uh, from his glory to walk in humanity, to be the blood and bones incarnated with God himself, to lay his precious life down, that we would continue to be overcome by the spirit of the world and the ways of them. He did not come to deliver us and set the captive free so that we would continue to walk in our old nature. He said to bury that old nature. He said, I remind you that you are the temple of the spirit of God who you have from God. But you are no longer your own. Every believer out there under the listening of my voice, you are no longer your own. Stop struggling with something that does not belong to you. Jesus Christ gave you all authority over all the power of the enemy, and he sent you to go. He didn't send you to continue to struggle. He didn't send you to continue to be bound by sin. The Bible tells me the contrary that he delivered us from sin, that we've been buried, that we might walk into the newness of life, that we might no longer be slaves to sin and death. To be carnally minded is to be an enemy of God. God in all of his deity and power did not choose you and me that we might walk in the newness of life accepting what Jesus did for us and the power that he has given us so that we would continue to be carnally minded. I break now every lie. I break every ideology and every thought that you think that you are just here on the earth to believe in Christ and to be dealing with this struggle of yours of sin. It is, it is you've been set free, the Bible tells me, and I know that I am no longer sniffing cocaine. I'm no longer doing meth. I'm no longer smoking weed. I'm no longer drinking. I'm no longer cussing up a storm. I'm no longer getting angry all through the day because he has set me free from sin and death and the carnality of my mind. Now, it is a battle, but we are to bring the battle before the word of God. We are to bring this battle of the mind and we are to renew our mind, which we're going to get into on the next session. We're going to renew our minds by how? By the word of the living God. Listen, brothers and sisters, I appreciate you. Thank you for spending this time with me. I'm going to be cutting it a lot shorter. Uh, I think I'm long-winded and I think that we have enough that we can meditate on. That is that we have died with Christ and our sinful nature. 
Jesus has restored what was lost. Jesus has restored the covenant through him that Adam and Eve gave up to walk in our sinful nature. Listen, we are not in prison of the carnality of our mind. We have been set free that we no longer are slaves to sin, but we are slaves to righteousness that leads to eternal life. The more you get the word of God in you, the more it is found in your heart, the more the Holy Spirit can bring it to your remembrance, and the more you can challenge those negative and carnal thoughts with the word of God. God. Listen, brothers and sisters, hunger and thirst after the word and mark my word, mark my word. It is a light onto our path and a lamp onto our feet. I don't care what enemy arises. I don't care what thought comes against you. I don't care what you might be facing that is in opposition of God or what you might be practicing that you know God does not want for you because it's carnal. Let me tell you something. I believe in Jesus' name, in the freedom of Christ and what he did for us. I believe you can walk in that freedom and I believe he's empowering you right now. So let us remember we have died with Christ into the newness of life in him. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and that is because it is from God and you are not your own. You're not alone. And remember Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39, we are more than conquerors through him, hallelujah, who loved us, and that is Christ Jesus, our Lord. God bless you. Your neighborhood preacher says, stay up, stay prayed up, because the devil is a liar. And no matter how many mistakes we make, we're going to dust ourselves off and we're going to keep on pressing toward the high call of God in our life that he might be glorified. God bless you on this Saturday, the 21st. I love you. If you need anything, DM me. I appreciate you. And listen, tomorrow we're going out the 22nd. We're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we're going to try to give some comfort and some food to the homeless. God bless you. You want any more information, you know how to get in touch with me. Take care.